Um, my job today is to introduce our distinguished speaker. But before I do that, I want to acknowledge a couple people in the room. Um, we have also another first in the room is uh, Sister Betty Burrell. She's New Kent's first African American female treasurer. And she was did the presentation to our young people for the award scholarship ceremony. And she uh, played uh, college basketball for Drexler University. Well, she's here again today, and she brought someone with her. So the surprise is her father played for the Utah Jazz, and he's here today with us. His name is Mr. Michael McConey. Please stand <laughs> Miss Tony McCombs is also here. She can give us a wave. And Miss McCombs, if you could just stand up and wave for those. The daughter McCombs, if you could stand up and wave. <laughs> she was here last August. All right, I got all of that out the way. Let's talk about our speaker. Chief Warrant Officer Philip Brashear is the son of the late Master Chief Diver Paul Brashear and Juanita Wilcoxon. He has two brothers, Patrick and Dwayne. His older brother, uh, Shazanta, passed away in 1996. He is married to Mrs. Sandy Brashear, and they have a son, Tyler. They have lived in Henrico County for many years. Officer Brashear's father is the first African-American Navy diver. His father's life story was portrayed by Cooper Gooding Jr. in the 2000 film, Men of Honor, co-starring Robert De Niro. We are so proud to have him here today to share his father's heroic story of honor, sacrifice, bravery, and determination to succeed in spite of his challenges. Officer Brashear has also honorably served his country. He has served in both the U.S. Naval and Army Reserves. He is a certified helicopter pilot and aircraft engine mechanic. In 1991, Officer Brashear graduated from the U.S. Army Warrant Officer Flight School Program. And in January 1994, he was assigned as, as a National Guard technician in Sandston, Virginia, where he served from April 1994 to May 2001. Between October 2001 and April 2002, Officer Brashear deployed in support of Stabilization Force 10 in Bosnia. He also served as a Black Hawk test pilot in the Virginia Army National Guard, and from January 2006 to February 2007, he was deployed again to combat in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Officer Bashir retired from the U.S. Army National Guard and then joined the U.S. Army Reserves in April 2009. Officer Bashir travels around the country sharing his father's story of unity and his role as the president of the Carl Bashir Foundation. He currently serves in the, as, an Air, in the, as an Air Force Weapons Support System Manager for with my husband, Floyd Brown, and Sister Monica Briscoe at the Defense Logistics Agency in Richmond, Virginia. And he serves as a U.S. Army Reserve Helicopter Pilot Station in Fort Eustis, Virginia. I would like to take this opportunity to thank my husband for introducing me to Mr. Brashear, which led to this moment in black history. At this time, I would like to introduce to you Mr. Philip Brashear. Please welcome him with a warm hand. <laughs> 
Honor to be here. Good morning. Teresa, thank you so much. You know, I asked her not to read that because when you start reading my Bible, you realize, man, that guy's pretty old. He's a lot of stuff. But it's okay. It's, look, it's good to be old. I bring you greetings from Greater Nazarene Baptist Church where uh, my pastor, Earl B. Hall of Mechanicsville, is my pastor. Am I speaking loud enough? Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, I'm a soldier too. Take orders. Huh? <laughs> uh, again, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here this morning. I uh, just got back from Kentucky, and please pray for the folks who are being flooded out. I saw that flooding firsthand yesterday when I gave a black history presentation at Fort Knox. So it is real out there, folks. People are suffering. I am a good um, believer on what the Lord has for you is for you. A lot of people might say it's karma, but when things good happen, you got to speak on it. So if you let me uh, just get this out of the way real fast, indulge me for a second. But I took a trip to Switzerland with my wife back in December. And lo and behold, the first day of my trip, I lost my wallet. Thank God my wife had my passport in her purse. I go through, it was a sponsored trip, but I go through the trip and everything. We live off of her credit card, and lo and behold, the trip went off okay, other than the fact I lost my wallet. The second week in January, I get mail at the house. My son said, hey, Dad, there's a letter here for you in a package. So I pick up the package, FedEx package and everything, and I look inside, and lo and behold, from Switzerland, 5,000 miles away, somebody found my wallet and returned it to me with credit cards, driver's license, everything else. People say karma, and I'm not going to argue that, but I just figure when God looks out for you, he really looks out for you. Who loses a wallet 5,000 miles away and gets it back? Nobody. Uh, a lot of people ask me to speak about my father during Black History Month. Well, if you know anything about my dad, and if you saw the movie Men of Honor, you'll realize that his story isn't just African-American history. Of course it is, because he was African-American. My father's story, I feel, is a lot bigger than just African History Month. For one thing, he joined the military in 1948, when being a black man at that time was a pretty hard thing to do because the only thing that the Navy wanted him to do was be an officer's valet or a cook. Yeah. He came from a poor sharecropper farm in Kentucky and at 17 when my father joined the military he only had an eighth grade education. So already, we're going to count these things out. My father joined the military when being a black man wasn't very popular. He joined the military when he came from a poor background being a sharecropper's son and the fact that he was basically illiterate when he joined the military. Those are three things. Lo and behold, my father joined the military and wanted to be a diver. He wanted to be something greater than his dreams ever thought he could be. But he achieved that goal in 1954. In 1966, when those two Air Force planes collided off the coast of Spain, and he had that shipboard accident and lost his leg, he became physically disabled. So count off race, poverty, illiteracy, and now my father was physically disabled because he lost the bottom part of his leg during that shipboard accident. Well, my father wasn't Joe. He wasn't perfect, he wasn't Jesus. Before my father retired from the military in 1979, he had to put himself into the alcohol abuse substance course for the Navy. See, my father wasn't perfect, but let me tell you something, he had enough courage and had enough faith in God that if he put himself in that alcohol abuse school, that he would come out okay, and which he did, and retired with honors in 1979. Amen. So let's just count it off. Race, poverty, illiteracy, physical disability, and alcohol problems. 
drug and alcohol. Five things that still affect every country in the world today, my father was able to overcome. So that just lets you know, for one, with God on your side, there's nothing you can't achieve. Amen. Let me tell you something else that my father did while achieving those goals. He took the right away from anybody in this room to ever complain about anything. Because see, he went through those five things and died with a smile on his face because I was right there in his hospital bed when he passed away in 2006. But he took the right for us to ever complain away. We can never complain about anything. If that man can endure those five things and still live this life and make a name for himself, what right do we have to complain about anything? Amen. See, it's so easy to complain, and I understand that because sometimes I complain myself. But, but when you go through those things, and God throughout our history has placed people to show us with a mustard seed grade of faith, you can achieve anything. Amen. See, that's what it's all about. That's all this Bible teaches. It teaches you faith. Yeah, with faith, you can't go wrong. Anybody, young people, listen to me. Anybody in this room can achieve whatever they want to with God on your side and a faith belief in yourself. Yeah. Because there's nothing that you can't do. And that's what my father uh, believed in. There's nothing that you can't do. Amen. You know, they, uh, they say that we need Black History Month because if you look at history, it still says that Columbus discovered America. Well, how did Columbus discover America and there's millions of people living here before we ever got here? Yeah. It's just that the Europeans discovered America because there's already millions of people living here. And until the history books get it right, I guess we have to have months set aside like Black History Month to show what we as a culture have given to this country. And ladies and gentlemen, we have given it our all. Amen. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. My father's an example of that. And, we've, and this country's produced some great people. They say Abraham Lincoln was a great person. They say Martin Luther King was a great person. Well, Abraham Lincoln was white. He was well-educated, became president of the country. Martin Luther King, middle income, great education, became the father of the civil rights movement. George Washington, he might have had wooden teeth, but unlike my father, he didn't have a wooden leg. And not one that I know of ever had to go through alcohol abuse. So see, I'm not trying to say my father's any greater than anybody, but I just wanted to put into context what he went through and was able to achieve. That's why I just wanted to spread his message because there's nothing that you can't achieve in this world with, without God's help. There's nothing that you can't achieve. With God's help, you can achieve anything. I, uh, I want to speak on something. Pastor, give me a second. Okay, thank you so much. And I really appreciate the Browns for uh, having me to their home. Now, Teresa says that Floyd's the cook. I'm gonna tell you, you smoked that salmon last week, baby. You uh, put your foot in that, that was good. But I really appreciate them, thank you so much. They live right down the street from me, so Floyd, this ain't gonna be the last time I come to your house, I just want you to know that. But I just wanna say that, um, that there's been a lot of accolades given to my father. Of course, the movie, there's a ship named after him. The reason I was in Switzerland, well, let me, get, let me back up a minute, two years ago, a Swiss watch company named Oris wanted to make a watch in honor of my father. A Swiss watch company in Oris, on the other side of the world, they make race car driver watches, they make aviation watches, they make diving watches. Well, they heard about my dad, they wanted to make a diving watch in honor of my dad. They did a limited edition of 2000. And before they could be even advertised in the States, they sold out. I did get mine. <laughs> but I'm just saying, a Swiss, a European country in the middle of Europe, honoring a black man here in America, See, that just lets me know that my father not only touched this country of the United States of America, 
He also touched the world. Amen. He also touched the world. When you stand up and do the right thing, regardless of who's looking or regardless of what obstacles you got against you and you achieve, people take notice. People take notice. The reason I was in Switzerland this past December was because the water's so good to them that they're going to come out with another one. See, it's, a, it's amazing that a black man in America has made that much of an influence in the world. Yeah. It, it really is. That just shows you the power of our culture. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Black people built this country. I don't care what anybody says. We built this country. And until we finally get people to recognize that, we need to keep sharing our stories. I've got the great opportunity to share my dad's story, but you need to share your story too. There's great people that came right here from this community that have done great things. Yeah. But let me tell you something, this country wouldn't be the country it is if it wasn't for the many thousands of people who broke their backs and gave their lives to give us the lives that we got today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say my dad took the, uh, the liberty of being able to complain away. Young people, don't you ever complain about anything. Yeah. It, it's, you don't even have the right. You don't even have the right to complain, so don't. None of us have the right to complain about anything. NBA player, I know what you went through. And I tell you what, that's, that's an achievement in itself. Amen. But you wouldn't have had that achievement had you not had many thousands of people come before you, like the Jesse Owens and everybody else. So thank God for what you were able to accomplish. Amen. 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 Thank God for it. I don't want to take too much of your time because I know Pastor Les is probably looking at me saying, okay, let's go home. But I just want to stress to you, ladies and gentlemen, that there's nothing that we can't accomplish as a culture, and we need to keep proving it. It's a shame we have to keep proving it, but you know what? I don't mind, and I know you don't mind either, because we need to show the rest of this world what black people are capable of. Yeah. And we're capable of doing anything. Yeah. And we've already proved that. We're going to keep proving it. Yeah. So take my dad's story. It's not just a Black History Month uh, story. It's a 12 month out of the year story yeah. of motivation, yeah. of faith, of commitment, of belief, of belief in our God and what he can do for you if you just accept him and follow his path. Cause you know, let me tell you something, you make God laugh when you tell God what you're gonna do. Right. Lord have mercy, he laughs, he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Don't make God laugh, follow God's path. Don't tell God what you're gonna do cause he's already got your life planned out for you. He just wants you to accept it and continue prospering it. So God bless you. I thank you today. We've got some things on in the back, coming around the back, and uh, you'll see some pictures and whatnot. Oh, let me share something with you. Not only have I had a blessed life being a helicopter pilot, I mean, the son of a, a man who made history, and I'm not trying to brag or boast, but let me tell you something. The seed doesn't fall far from the tree, or the tree doesn't fall far from the tree. That's right. And let me share something with you. My son just gave me a letter two weeks ago that he got from North Carolina A&T for a full four-year ROTC scholarship that I want to pay for him to go to college and graduate. That's big time. Four years of college at North Carolina A&T that I want to pay a dime out of my pocket for is a blessing. So my son just blessed me. But that's the Lord blessing my father's legacy, which came down through me, not my son. And that's the way it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen. Blessings. Let the blessings flow. I, I don't even know what to say. I get my wallet back from Switzerland. My son's going to school for free. I can't do nothing but smile and be happy in the Lord. But that's what he wants for. I'm looking out the pulpit right now, but I just want to keep saying, ladies and gentlemen, we do serve a mighty God. And if you don't believe me, just kick back and let him take control and watch what happens. Thank you so much.